Hi, and thank you for joining me for another episode of MFR, A New Perspective on Healing. I'm Liana, owner and lead therapist of BodyFirstMFR.com, an online myofascial release treatment center where you can receive top quality MFR treatment seven days a week from the comfort of your own home. Today's episode is on pandemic trauma survival strategies. It is, in fact, a slow-moving long-term trauma that we're all experiencing right now. And since myofascial release is some of the very best in trauma healing, it seems only fitting and natural that we would talk about some strategies for surviving the trauma of the pandemic. Obviously, for the physical survival of the pandemic, which we won't touch on too much today, I will say, of course, I highly recommend wearing masks, keeping social distance, and staying home whenever possible, including even as the holidays come up as a show of love to your loved ones and the people you care about, that we want them to be safe. So err, please err on the side of caution, care for yourselves, care for the loved ones, and let's take care of each other by lessening the spread. Now back to our topic today, the traumatic aspect of a long-term trauma. Long-term trauma is a little bit different. Most traumas that, that we experience or that we work on in myofascial release are the short-term traumas, what I call quick and dirty traumas, where it only lasts a couple of seconds, but it can have some devastating or life-changing results in that really short time. Long-term traumas are obviously different, and they lead us to, to need to live these dual lives where at one on one hand, I have to go on with my day-to-day -day activities as though everything is okay. On the other hand, everything is not okay. And we have to straddle these two worlds. And that can obviously, as we've all probably already noticed, be extremely stressful and difficult at times. So pandemic trauma survival strategies would be very similar to those of us who've been working through our own trauma survival and, and rehabilitation post-trauma. It's the same things, only we probably need a bit more work at it than we usually do because of how in your face this trauma is every day and how long it's going to last. So the biggest piece, the first piece is get present. That's the first piece of trauma healing that we're always working on is trying to help someone find their body again. When we have a big stressful situation or a big traumatic injury or a surgery, we leave the body energetically. This is a survival strategy. It happens in all mammals, even beyond the world of mammals, that when things get really stressful, we pull away from our bodies energetically in order to survive so that we don't uh, die of shock. This is happening to us in small ways all the time, every day. But we need to learn to pull ourselves back, especially when we are living in a, a stressful world like we are right now in this long-term trauma of the pandemic. So however you like to get present, if you already have a practice, a daily practice of getting present or connecting, grounding, however you want to call it, then that has to happen every day. So for some people, it might be meditation, yoga, tai chi, qigong. It might be walking in nature. 
It might be doing your MFR self-therapy or unwinding, if you're familiar with MFR unwinding, rebounding. There are many different ways to practice grounding the energy into our body, getting connected to our body, connecting to our instincts. If you don't yet have a daily practice of doing so, then it's a great time to start right now. And why? Why is it so important to connect to your body? The deal is your body is where your instincts live. So if we're walking around kind of disassociated out to lunch all day, every day, we will be more susceptible to injuries, to illness. And I'm definitely seeing that right now that there's even some rise in injuries that have kind of nothing to do directly with the pandemic, except that when we're freaked out, we're a little more susceptible because we're less connected to our body. So it's easier to, to have those injuries come up. So one of the best things we can do to keep ourselves safe is get present in our body every single day. And we may even need to practice it more than one time per day. The good news is the more you practice getting present, the easier it becomes. So you'll become a master of it eventually, and it will only take you a second or two to pull your awareness into your body if you get disconnected. So if this is new for you, this idea, a lot of people have a a practice like this that, that probably is popping into your head, but you don't do it very often. So maybe it's just putting yourself to getting on your yoga mat every day or getting in your meditation spot every day, or getting out and and hanging out with the changing leaves. That'll work right now, but you'll need one for winter too. (laughs) So finding as as many ways as, as you like, as work for you to connect you to your body, to help you feel centered, feel calm inside, and quiet your mind. Because it's only when our minds are quiet that we can hear our instincts, right? That's why meditation can be so wonderful and helpful if you're using it to be mindful and to allow your mind to quiet. I also would say MFR self-therapy can be great for that. I consider that self-therapy should be done in a very meditative mind where I'm turning inward. I'm focusing on what I'm feeling, the sensations and the emotions in my body. I'm not watching television while I'm laying on the yellow ball. Not that you can't do that too, but it's not gonna ground you. If you're not familiar with MFR self-therapy, you can contact me. I will have an upcoming podcast about self-therapy, but it is myofascial release that we do at home for in-between treatments or for you if you are becoming your own therapist using virtual treatment, then you learn how to do your own fascia releases at home using self-therapy tools. So number one survival strategy, get present and repeat, rinse and repeat as often as necessary because we all leave when we get stressed and it's a stressful world right now. So Don't be surprised if you can't just do it once in the morning, you know, get connected to your body in the morning, you got off your yoga mat, and then you go off into the world and maybe you leave and it's okay. It's it's just getting to that point of a speedy ability to get back connected to your body, grounded and centered as often as you need to, gracefully, swiftly. That's the goal. The more you practice it, the better you'll be at it, the faster it will occur for you.
The second trauma survival strategy, again, this is just like healing from any trauma, is feel the pain. So when we connect to our bodies, there will often be something to feel. In fact, typically, the reason that we leave, the reason we disconnect from our bodies is because there's something to feel that maybe we don't want to feel or that is overwhelming. And it could be emotions. It could be sensations of pain. It could be because it's hard to breathe, perhaps if you have the virus. No matter what the reason is, when we're working on trauma healing, we want to feel the emotions, feel the pain. So if that means that you need to take some quiet, we all do, need to take some quiet time at the end of every day or however it works for your schedule, for your life, and just feel the emotions that need to come up. Or if you have physical pain, just feeling the pain. Maybe while you're in meditation, once you quiet your mind enough, maybe tears just start rolling down your cheeks and you let them. Or maybe you need a little bit more than that. Maybe you say to, if you live with someone, you say to your family, I need some time to feel. I'm going to go in the other room and be alone. And this isn't about you. This is just, I need time to feel. And you go into your bedroom or wherever you can be safe and alone. And you get the, shoo the dog and cat out to <laughs> close the door so that you can have some alone time to feel, and then just sit quietly, turn inward, and see what comes up. If sadness comes up, give yourself permission to feel the sadness fully, to cry, to be with this sadness, whatever it is, to mourn the loss of loved ones. So many of us have lost loved ones. Or to mourn the change in the world, the loss of, of the freedom of doing whatever you want, anytime you want to, to feel the, the sadness of perhaps isolation right now. Whatever comes up, right? Fear may come up. And it's all right to feel that fear. Sometimes when we let fear come up, it can even make the body shake. It can shake your hands, your arms, your legs. And it's okay. In fact, it's so healthy and important to let that shaking come up and shake right through you. If you do that regularly, your anxiety will go away. That is the, the cause of anxiety and depression is usually because we don't let ourselves feel fully. Right? If I never let myself go into the sadness, and I might have to do it over and over. I might have a lot of sadness pent up. I might have a lot of fear pent up that I've never felt fully. Not like this, right? And it's, it's different to feel a feeling than it is to think about a feeling. I call it intellectualize a feeling, right? So a lot of times, even when we go to a, a great talk therapist, we're intellectualizing about our feelings. We're talking about them. We're talking about why we feel them. This is different. I'm asking you to feel the feelings. You don't have to analyze it. You just feel what it feels like. It doesn't matter why you're sad. Can you just feel the sadness? It doesn't matter why you're scared or feeling fear. Can you let it come up? and shake through you until it goes away on its own. That takes a lot of courage. Most of us, 
at least in the beginning, will want to run and distract ourselves when that comes up. That's why there's so much increase in alcohol use right now, right? That's why everybody's talking about putting on the quarantine 15. People are, are using food to not feel, using alcohol to not feel. It's totally okay and natural to have feelings right now, to be sad or scared or angry about everything that you're going through. Anger, that will also come up. And if it does, let yourself express it in this safe, healthy way where you're in your bedroom alone and you can punch the pillows and you can bite the end of the pillow and scream until your voice is hoarse and you can kick the bed and that's why you get the dog and cat and your family out of the room, <laughs> right? So that you can have these emotions safely because they are absolutely natural parts of surviving a long-term trauma. They're natural parts of life in general. They're just going to be heightened right now because of everything that we're going through. And that anger, it, you may need to return to it for a while. But if you could really, if we let ourselves feel, if we cry or shake through the fear or we scream and beat up the bed, if you truly do that until you feel done in that moment, there will be an inner quiet that will feel so much better. It's in that inner quiet that we can hear our instincts. And we can follow then that wisdom from within. It's so important. So if you're someone who has tried meditation, say, but you struggle to meditate because your brain won't stop thinking, then there are probably some feelings in there to feel. When you're meditating, if they come up, don't worry about locking yourself into the meditation. Give yourself permission to feel and express them. Once they are, they've moved through you and they are out of you, you've given them that healthy expression, you will be able to sit quietly and reach down to those, those depths of yourself where your instincts lie, where your intuition comes from. So it's so important to feel the pain, the sadness, the fear, the anger, the guilt, whatever might come up, to feel the feelings is what I mean by feel the pain. Most of us, for the most part, are, have an easier time with feeling the good feelings, joy and bliss and happiness. But sometimes those ones that we deem bad feelings are a little bit tougher. But they're so important there are colors in our rainbow, you know, it's, it's the colors in the crayon box. <laughs> we want to have all those colors to draw pictures with in our crayon box, right? Well, I remember when I was a kid, I was one of that big box of crayons. It was like 96. Now it's like 300 or something. But it was like 96 crayons. That was the best one because it had all those colors. And our emotions, those are, those are the colors. If we take away the ones that we deem bad, we'll lose half our crayons. Half our colors to draw with. So it's okay to feel all the colors. My third 
pandemic trauma survival strategy is work towards acceptance. And this, again, of course, is true in all trauma. And I say work towards because you can't just slap the word acceptance on a big old trauma and be done with it. It just doesn't work that way. I remember being very resistant to that word when I first started my own trauma healing. And it wasn't until someone said to me, just just start to think about accepting what happened to you. That was much easier. But I couldn't just slap on the word acceptance. And honestly, if I could have, it would have been a lie. So working towards choosing acceptance over denial of what we're all going through right now. Denial is obviously so tempting. It's, it's very tempting to act like, like nothing's wrong right now. But it leads us to make poor decisions that could be deadly. It's tough. It's not as fun. <laughs> but acceptance is a big part of trauma healing. Right? Life has these up and downs, obviously, right? We all know that. It's a roller coaster, and the roller coaster can't go up all the time. Eventually, we come down. Oh, we will go up again, but it's okay to be in the valleys. We can't always live on the peaks. And that goes along with the feeling the pain piece. In our society, we have acted like. We act like you should never have a bad day. You should never be sad. (laughs) And it's not true. There's power in sadness. I feel like depression can, can be a very powerful thing if we recognize it for what it really is. In my mind, it is this noticing that my old ways don't work for me anymore. And it's this snake needing to shed its skin And it's okay to fall apart in order to come together better. And we're kind of in a a larger version of the falling apart right now. So working towards accepting that this is in fact going on right now. That we're all, whether we want to or not, participating (laughs) or experiencing, I should say, in a global trauma. And it's okay. And it's okay to feel. And it's okay to stay present, even though all of this is going on. I also feel like one other piece right now, and that's always important in trauma healing, that's important right now, is set your goals. Having goals in trauma healing is a really big deal. And this is an interesting time where maybe we can't go, I mean, we can't go out as much. We can't do the same outside things that we always have done. So it's almost like a forced turn inward. This, to me, seems like a great time to set goals to say, here's what I would like to accomplish during this time, during, during the pandemic. Almost like nature has forced us to look inward or to work on our own healing, 
to work on ourselves. I'm sure that's not how many people see it, but that's how I see it. And I like that it could be a silver lining or another way to look at this. Obviously, it will have many devastating effects, and it already has because of all the lives that have been lost and that will be lost. And to those of you who have lost loved ones, I am so, so sorry for your loss. And I hope that you will take the time to feel the sadness, to mourn the loss, to feel the anger, the fear, whatever it brings up in you, so that you can stay connected to your body and safe and healthy the way that I know your loved ones would want you to to be. It's a lot. I know it's not a super fun, smiley topic, but there has to be a reason this is happening right now. Certainly there are big outside reasons, but I think when things like this happen, there are reasons inside each of us as well. The universe is pushing us to turn inward. Can we take that invitation, that, that push, and make something positive out of it as, as best we possibly can? So my survival strategies are get present, feel the pain, work toward acceptance, and set your goals. Certainly, if you'd like my help with any of this, you can always contact me through my website, bodyfirstmfr.com. I am here to support you in any way that I can if you'd like my help. I hope you all take great care of yourselves and each other. Happy healing, my friends.